Chapter 17 of When the Holy Ghost Has Come. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. When the Holy Ghost Has Come by Samuel Logan Brindle. Chapter 17 Preaching. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? Asks Paul. And then he declares, After that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. What kind of preaching is this? He does not say foolish preaching, but the foolishness of such a way as that of preaching. Certainly it is not the moral essay, or the intellectual or semi-intellectual kind of preaching that is most generally heard throughout the world today, that is to save men, for thousands of such sermons move and convert no one, nor is it a mere noisy declamation called a sermon, noisy because empty of all earnest thought and true feeling but it must be the kind of which Peter speaks when he writes of them that preach the gospel with the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven. 1 Peter 1.12 No man is equipped to rightly preach the gospel and undertake the spiritual oversight and instruction of souls till he has been anointed with the Holy Ghost. The disciples have been led to Jesus by John the Baptist, whose mighty preaching laid a deep and broad foundation for their spiritual education, and then for three years they had listened to both the public and private teachings of Jesus. They had been eyewitnesses of his glory, of his life and death and resurrection, and yet he commanded them to tarry in Jerusalem and wait for the Holy Spirit. He was to fit them for ministry, and if they, trained and taught by the Master himself, had need of the Holy Spirit to enable them to preach and testify with wisdom and power, how much more do you and I need his presence? Without him they could do nothing. With him they were invincible, and could continue the work of Jesus. The mighty energy of his working is seen in the preaching of Peter on the day of Pentecost. The sermon itself does not seem to have been very remarkable. Indeed, it is principally composed of testimony, backed up and fortified by scripture quotations, followed by exhortation, just as are the sermons that are most effective today in the immediate conversion and sanctification of men. True preaching, says Horace Bushnell, is a testimony. Peter's scripture quotations were apt, fitting the occasion and the people to whom they were addressed. The testimony was bold and joyous, the rushing outflow of a warm, fresh, throbbing experience, and the exhortation was burning, uncompromising in its demands, and yet tender and full of sympathy and love. But a divine presence was at work in that vast, mocking, wandering throng, and it was he who made Peter's simple words search like fire and carry such overwhelming conviction to the hearts of the people. And it is still so that whenever and wherever a man preaches with the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven, there will be conviction. Under Peter's sermon, they were pricked in their hearts. The truth pierced them as a sword until they said, What shall we do? 
they had been doubting and mocking a short time before but now they were earnestly inquiring the way to be saved the speech may be without polish the manner uncouth and the matter simple and plain but conviction will surely follow any preaching and the burning love and power and contagious joy of the holy spirit a few years ago a poor black boy in africa who had been stolen for a slave and most cruelly treated heard a missionary talking of the indwelling of the holy spirit and his heart hungered and thirsted for him in a strange manner he worked his way to new york to find out more about the holy spirit getting the captain of the ship and several of the crew converted on the way the brother in new york to whom he came took him to a meeting the first night he was in the city he left him there while he went to fulfill another engagement when he returned at a late hour he found a crowd of men at the penitent form led there by the simple words of this poor black fellow he took him to his sunday school and put him up to speak while he attended to some other matters when he turned from these affairs that had occupied his attention for only a little while he found the penitent form full of teachers and scholars weeping before the lord what the black boy had said he did not know but he was bowed with wonder and filled with joy for it was the power of the holy spirit men used to fall as though cut down in battle under the preaching of wesley whitfield finney and others and while there may not be the same physical manifestations at all times there will surely be the same opening of eyes to spiritual things breaking of hearts and piercing of consciences the spirit under the preaching of a man filled with the holy ghost will often come upon a congregation like a wind and heads will droop eyes will brim with tears and hearts will break under his convicting power i remember a proud young woman who had been mercilessly criticizing us for several nights smitten in this way she was smiling when suddenly the holy spirit winged a word to her heart and instantly her countenance changed her head drooped and for an hour or more she sobbed and struggled while her proud heart broke and she found her way with true repentance and faith to the feet of jesus and her heavenly father's favor how often have we seen such sights as this under the preaching of the general and it ought to be a common sight under the preaching of all servants of god for what are we sent for but to convict men of their sin and their need and by the power of the spirit lead them to the saviour and not only will there be conviction under such preaching but generally if not always there will be conversion and sanctification three thousand people accepted christ under peter's pentecostal sermon and later five thousand were converted and a multitude of the priests were obedient to the faith and it was so under the preaching of philip in samaria of peter in lydda and saron and in caesarea and of paul in ephesus and other cities to be sure the preaching of stephen in its immediate effect only resulted in enraging his hearers until they stoned him to death but it is highly probable that the ultimate result was the conversion of paul who kept the clothes of those who stoned him and through paul the evangelization of the gentiles one of the greatest american evangelists sought with agonizing prayers and tears the baptism with the holy spirit and received it and then he said he preached the same sermons 
but where before it had been as one beating the air now hundreds were saved it is this that has made salvation army officers successful young inexperienced without special gifts and without learning but with the baptism they have been mighty to win souls the hardest hearts have been broken the darkest minds illuminated the most stubborn wills subdued and the wildest natures tamed by them their words have been with power and have convicted and converted and sanctified men and whole communities have been transformed by their labors but without this presence great gifts and profound and accurate learning are without avail in the salvation of men we often see men with great natural powers splendidly trained and equipped with everything save this fiery baptism and they labor and preach year after year without seeing a soul saved they have spent years in study but they have not spent a day much less ten days fasting and praying and waiting upon god for his anointing that should fill them with heavenly wisdom and power for their work they are like a great gun loaded and primed but without a spark of fire to turn the powder and ball into a resistless lightning bolt it is fire men need and that they get from god in agonizing wrestling listening prayer that will not be denied and when they get it and not till then will they preach with the holy ghost sent down from heaven and surely men shall be saved such preaching is not foolish the holy spirit makes the word alive he brings it to the remembrance of the preachers in whom he abides and he applies it to the heart of the hearers lightening up the soul with a sun until sin is seen in all its hideousness or cutting as a sharp sword piercing the heart with resistless conviction of the guilt and shame of sin peter had no time to consult the scriptures and prepare a sermon on the morning of pentecost but the holy spirit quickened his memory and brought to his mind the scriptures appropriate to the occasion hundreds of years before the holy spirit by the mouth of the prophet joel had foretold that in the last days the spirit should be poured out upon all flesh and that their sons and daughters should prophesy and the same spirit that spoke through joel now made peter to see and declare that this pentecostal baptism was that of which joel spoke by the mouth of david he had said thou wilt not leave my soul in hell neither wilt thou suffer thy holy one to see corruption and now peter by the inspiration of the same spirit applies this scripture to the resurrection of jesus and so proves to the jews that the one they had condemned and killed was the holy one foretold in prophecy and song and so today the holy spirit inspires men who receive him to use the scriptures to awaken convict and save men when finney was a young preacher he was invited to a country schoolhouse to preach on the way there he became much distressed in soul and his mind seemed blank and dark when all at once this text spoken to lot in sodom by the angels came to his mind up get you out of this place for the lord will destroy this city he explained the text told the people about lot and the wickedness of sodom and applied it to them while he spoke they began to look exceedingly angry and then as he earnestly exhorted them to give up their sins and seek the lord they began to fall from their seats as though stricken down in battle and to cry to god for mercy 
a great revival followed many were converted and a number of converts became ministers of the gospel to finney's amazement he learned afterwards that the place was called sodom because of its extreme wickedness and the old man who had invited him to preach was called lot because he was the only god-fearing man in the place evidently the holy spirit worked through finney to accomplish these results and such inspiration is not uncommon with those who are filled with the spirit but this reinforcement of the mind and memory by the holy spirit does not do away with the need of study the spirit quickens that which is already in the mind and memory as the warm sun and rains of spring quicken the sleeping seeds that are in the ground and only those the sun does not put the seed in the soil nor does the holy spirit without our attention and study put the word of god in our minds for that we should perfectly and patiently study we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word said the apostles study to show thyself approved of god a workman that needeth not to be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth wrote paul to timothy those men have been best able to rightly divide the word and have been most mightily used by the holy spirit who have most carefully and prayerfully studied the word of god and most constantly and lovingly meditated upon it this preaching is healing and comforting preaching with the holy ghost sent down from heaven is indescribably searching in its effects but it is also edifying strengthening comforting to those who are wholly the lord's it cuts but only to cure it searches but only to save it is constructive as well as destructive it tears down sin and pride and unbelief but it builds up faith and righteousness and holiness and all the graces of a christian character it warms the heart with love strengthens faith and confirms the will in all holy purposes every preacher baptized with the holy ghost can say with jesus the spirit of the lord god is upon me because the lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek he hath sent me to bind up the broken-hearted to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the lord and the day of vengeance of our god to comfort all that mourn seldom is there a congregation in which there are only those who need to be convicted there will also be meek and gentle ones to whom should be brought a message of joy and good tidings broken-hearted ones to be bound up wounded ones to heal tempted ones to be delivered and those whom satan has bound by some fear or habit to be set free and the holy spirit who knows all hearts will inspire the word that shall bless these needy ones the preacher filled with the holy spirit who is instant in prayer constant in the study of god's word and steadfast and active in faith will surely be so helped that he can say with isaiah the lord hath given me the tongue of the learned so i shall know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary isaiah 1 4 and as with little samuel the lord will let none of his words fall to the ground first samuel three nineteen he will expect results and god will make them follow his preaching as surely as corn follows the planting and cultivating of the farmer 
End of chapter 17